We're all about the University of South Florida, but we also want to keep you informed on the Bulls' conference opponents. That's why three times a week we go around the American. With today's show, here's Derek Sharp. We got bowl games to tell you about. We got players of the week and all the sports that are happening. We've got Houston volleyball still going in the NCAA tournament, making the Sweet 16. A lot to tell you about here on Around the American. The of course, conference championship, probably heard about this, was won in football by the Tulane Green Wave. 45-28, to 28, Michael Pratt, their fine quarterback, career high, 394 passing yards and four touchdowns. Ty J. Spears, the conference player of the year offensively, about 22 carries for 199 yards. Tulane jumped ahead 24-7. to 7. Anytime UCF cut it to 10, Tulane would have an answer. And then... Two back-to-back touchdowns by the Knights in the fourth quarter would make it very interesting, only for Tulane in just four plays going 75 yards, a quick 90-second answer, and then they would tack on another touchdown at the end, and they will go up against USC. Trojans had a chance to make the playoff, but ended up losing to Utah. Actually got smoked, so they dropped down to number 10. Tulane 16th in the final college football playoff ranking, so that'll be January 2nd at the AT&T Stadium. One o'clock, not a bad time slot there. First bowl game involving conference teams. We said there were seven bowl eligible. They all indeed get into bowl games. Will maybe be the most intriguing, not named Tulane USC, because Cincinnati has named Scott Satterfield its head coach, formerly of Louisville. And those teams are playing each other at the Fenway Bowl in Fenway Park, December 17th. That'll be an 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN. Actually, later on that day, back-to-back on ESPN for the conference, is the New Mexico Bowl. A couple of Bulls opponents taking one another on, SMU and BYU. Then we skip to Shreveport for the Independence Bowl. I'm sorry, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. The 7-5 Houston Cougars against the hometown favorite Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. December the 27th at the SMU Stadium in Dallas is the first responder bowl. That's where two 6-6 six and six teams go at it, Memphis and Utah State. Birmingham Bowl, it's East Carolina against 9-3 and three Coastal Carolina. Of course, there's a more than interesting situation there with the Coastal Carolina coach. Might have known he was involved in the uh, bowl search. UCF going to the Military Bowl, again played in a conference stadium in Annapolis. And UCF will be going up against Duke. Those teams have never played each other. And come to think of it, their fan bases are very... Yeah, I won't go there. Now, the last volleyball match we had for you this year on USF Bulls Unlimited as Jolene Shepherdson's team was winning that first set against Houston, we were kind of remarking about you know, how big a deal it was. And it's been proven out because the Cougars are in the Sweet 16. First actual NCAA tournament win since 94 was a stressor because they were rolling against South Dakota 25-14 and 25-19, but the Coyotes came back and won the next two sets. They call them the Yotes up there. Before Houston bounced back to win the fifth, 15-11. Crazy stat of this one, Houston ended up with 20 more kills, but had to squeak it out in five sets. Again, when they won a set, it was not close, and when they lost, it was. So after that experience, they sat around and watched the host of that regional get beat, Creighton, and so they played Auburn, not Creighton, and Another five-set victory this time. Auburn wins the first 27-15, destroys Houston in the third set 25-12. Cougars battle back, take a thriller in the fourth 25-23, and then crush Auburn in the fifth 15-18. 
Big time congratulations to their head coach, who is a USF grad, David Rare. Just amazing. They're 30-3, and and a couple of even more amazing things. Again, they did not have to play the host. Rarely does a host team lose in the first round, although Auburn does not feel like any sort of first-round opponent for a regional host. But yeah, Auburn beat Creighton. That was the only time that a home team got beat all weekend long, first or second round. Every other seed in the Sweet 16, it's a 1-4 versus 2-3 matchup, except for Houston, which was considered the fifth seed in this region. But you know how in the NCAA tournament, talking about men's basketball, you have sort of stars emerge. Kennedy Warren, she's not a new player. She was actually an all-conference player in the big sky for Idaho. And then last year for Houston was their number two points leader this year, had slipped to the fourth spot. Started off, again, after being second on the team in kills last year, with 1-0-1, then had 6-0-2-0. And she only had double figures a handful of times. Seven kills against USF there at the end of the season. She went for 21-17 and kills, leading the team in both matches. So just a great story for the Houston Cougars. UCF, meanwhile, wins its first round against Yale, but then falls out in the second round against Penn State. Houston will be playing at Palo Alto against Stanford late Thursday night. Kentucky and San Diego, the other two teams. As again, all four one seeds are still going, so you have four hosts for the region semifinals and finals. And the other volleyball team that was in the postseason, the NIVC, kind of surprising to see Wichita State get beat at home, but indeed that happened Friday night against Grand Canyon, which actually turned around and got beat by Drake. Final eight teams in that volleyball version of the NIT, Drake hosting Pacific, Davidson, which knocked off Wake Forest, by the way, in the second round, hosting UTRGV, Southern Miss going to Western Carolina, which knocked off a one seed for that matter, Liberty. And the lone power conference school and hosting Boston College takes on Xavier. Men's basketball, Houston at the top of the charts. Actually, number one in the first net rankings. They got challenged. We knew it would be a challenge for Houston, but it passed, relying on its defense to beat St. Mary's at the Dickies Arena. It was 53-48. to Coming out of the weekend with the tied for second best record are Memphis and UCF. The Tigers against Ole Miss before more than 13,000 at the FedEx Forum in their wideout game had a 30-8 to lead. Tigers won this game despite just shooting 1 of 15 on threes. Obviously, when you get that big a lead, you can afford to miss some shots the rest of the way. Tigers saw Ole Miss cut it to 10, but no closer. UCF, meanwhile, beat Samford in overtime 80-77. to 63 free throw attempts in that one. 52 combined fouls. And you go, well, that's strange, but actually it's not. Samford is among the nation's leaders in drawing fouls and leads the country in free throw shooting percentage. Kept that going. A little surprised the number's not higher, but number one in the country, 74.4%. For his efforts in that game, scoring 21 points, 4 of 5 on threes, Taylor Hendricks was the freshman of the week in the conference. Player of the week is Khalif Battle from Temple. They won two games. He averaged nearly 25 points, scored 27 on Saturday with four steals as they beat VCU. That score was 87-73. to Other results from the weekend? Remember we told you Wichita State had Missouri by 10 late last week and lost in overtime? Well, at Kansas State, they led for about 30 minutes against a now 7-1 and one team, but K-State emerges 55-50. to 50. Pretty easy to tell you what was the worst loss for a conference team last week. SMU at home to Jackson State, 69-68. Nothing against Jackson State, but 
They were 0-6. Definitely no shame in Tulane's early Saturday loss to a now 8-1 and Fordham team. What an entertaining game. Fordham put up 58 in the second half after being down 11 at the break. They get the green wave 95-90. to Now, this is a different one. The Cincinnati Bearcats beat Bryant, which came in 6-2, and on Sunday 97-71. to And on the same day, Tulane announced its next schedule game against Bryant has been postponed due to health and safety protocols within the Bryant program. Sure, the Cincinnati folks weren't thrilled to see that, but something we'll keep an eye on, obviously. The other two results... It was Friday night East Carolina topping Campbell by 10 and tough one for Tulsa losing to its rival at home. Oral Roberts beats the Golden Hurricanes 77 to 66. In fact, Tulsa one spot below USF in the first net rankings. Bulls are 234, SMU at 281, Houston at 1, Memphis the only other top 40 at 38, then UCF and Wichita just on the back end of the top 100. Not sure how Relevant the very first net rankings are, considering I see that Sam Houston is in the top 10. Sam Houston has beaten some NAIA teams. They did win at Utah, but they also lost to Nevada by 18. Don't know if that's top 10 worthy, but also worth noting, I'm sure they're mentioning this in the state of Kentucky, that the fourth from the bottom team is the Louisville Cardinals. On the women's side, USF is the best in the conference at 41, as we alluded to on Bulls beat Memphis at 45. That's what happens when you play back-to-back top 10 teams. Actually led South Carolina early, but not for long. Saturday afternoon falling 79-54. to Elsewhere in the league, UCF was undefeated, but not for long once they hit the floor at Auburn. It was 21-6 after a quarter. It was 46-17 at halftime, and Auburn wins it 86-46. UCF, incidentally, in the first net ranking, 127. SMU Tulane both inside the top 60 with strong starts. The Mustangs went out to Berkeley, California, and came home with a couple of Ws. Beat Gardner-Webb, first of all on Saturday, then on Sunday, took down the host Cal Bears 70-56. Mentioned Tulane's net ranking, Played a very good LSU team, lost 85-72. to Houston's 1-7 against a tough schedule. Their latest defeat was at Kansas State Sunday, 73-59, while East Carolina shut down a decent VCU team. That's impressive. Pirates doing it with defense, winning 69-51 Cincinnati. Tough loss at home to UIC, 66-58. And on Monday, Temple wins its second straight against LaSalle, 70-56. That'll wrap up Around the American. I'm Derek Sharp.